Now, obviously, for two minutes and almost three minutes right now, it's been going on dead air. So we do apologize for that. So stick around because three minutes in, we're doing a live show. So just bear with me here. It's going to be wonderful. But until then, we're going to play an intro. And this is what I've played so far. So stick with me and see if you can hear this one, folks. Now, welcome to the live edition of the Walker AC Experience. Obviously, there's a little bit of dead air in the beginning, so this is Walker AC, and welcome aboard. Now, it shows I'm here, and who else is here with me? Is anybody here with me? I am, and I'm trying to get somebody else on. Hang on. <laughs> now, while we work on that, we're just letting our audience know that normally we do this in a different format. But we're trying something new. We're trying the live version of Podbean.com, and you probably heard us scattering around and smattering around and everything. So we do have, you know, one one of the two hosts that are here waiting for a, a third one here. So just bear with us. Normally, a little bit of a much more easier setup. Now it shows that I'm here. It shows that my guest is here, actually my co-host, the co-host with the most and what the man of a former show has his own. Uh, what, what, what do you have, Mike? What, what, what do you have going on? I don't have a show. I wish. No, I, I ain't got time for all that. <laughs> I've got school. I work with OVW. I've got I'm, I'm, I'm back in school. I got like I'm job, family. I ain't got time for no. I wish I had time to do a show, but I unfortunately I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, All right, I think I'm in. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes, Absolutely. I can. All right. Cool. <laughs> now, okay, now we're doing a quick little roll call here. My best friend in the whole entire world, a worker at one of the OVW places, which is amazing. I'm a wrestling fan, and he's actually doing it. Mike Melkor, and also. Our mutual bestie friend as well. We've known each other for many years. I've actually seen him dance at a Flock of Seagulls concert. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Graham. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? I'm good, man. How you doing? <laughs> doing all right. You did not think I will remember the Flock of Seagulls concert. I was hoping oh, you would. Oh, trust wouldn't. me. He remembers the Flock of Seagulls concert. <laughs> <laughs> I barely do. <laughs> yes. Um, and, of course, now, of course, for, for, for the audience that are listening to this live show here, we're going to have a whole lot of scattered, obscure references. Just bear with us. Just hop along for the ride. I'm going to have one more obscure reference here. Now, of course, Aaron, when you danced at Flock of Seagulls, you had hair, and uh, that was pretty cool. Oh, my God, yeah. That's how long ago that was. That hasn't been for many, many years that I've had any hair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so the purpose of this show we're going to go over some music soundtracks. I mean, my show normally is just a little potpourri of positive things, a little bit of silliness here and there. But 
with this generation of, you know, myself, Mike, and you, Aaron, um, we are all hardcore dipped into music. So I'll start with you first, Aaron. I mean, what is your music background? I mean, how far do you go back? What are your top three favorite artists? Oh, my gosh. Uh, top three. Wow. Um, well, I mean, I've music has always been my thing. Uh, my parents didn't really even uh, have a television in the house for my first, like, five years growing up. My I would listen to music and read. That was all I was really allowed to do. So um, I grew up listening to a lot of classical and classic rock. Uh, like I would look at the pictures and that uh, my that my dad had uh, the sleeves of the of the vinyl. Like I, I remember looking at the wall, the Pink Pink Floyd's the wall, because it was kind of illustrated with car, you know, with cartoon looking you know illustrations and then it's kind of warped thing to, for a little kid to look at but i mean definitely grew up listening to pink floyd uh and i and i still do this day but um i don't know i guess like uh the cure is definitely something one of my top bands um man i don't know uh the Cure, uh, Depeche Mode, Pink Floyd is up there. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, Prince is definitely one of one of my top ones. You know, um, and I used to uh, I used to tag along with Melkor back in the day when he was when he used to uh, interview bands and and write for the various different publications all the way back to uh, the uh, uh, what was what was the uh, publication for Daytona DBCC? Melkor was that in motion? Oh, in I, motion, yeah. Yeah, you used to let me tag along for that and take pictures of the of the artist, and it was just an excuse for me to be able to go. But I got to take pictures. I was a photographer. I, I wasn't really that great, but he let me tag along just because he knew what a music nerd I was. So, I mean, yeah, we've been I've been to probably over 200 concerts in my life. Uh, a lot of them with him. So, yeah, I just – music's – that's my world, man, definitely. And see, that's awesome. So now we bounce on to the musical master, um, Mike. So what are your top three, and how did you get into music? Uh, top three is easy because I've had the top four set, like, forever. Well, in various changing order. Um. I mean, the top three would probably go Prince, Queen, and David Bowie, starting from the top and going down. Um, I think my music started, I mean, hearing Prince on the radio when I was like eight, nine, like fascinated the hell out of me. But I think what really sealed the deal was um, spending summers with my dad uh, in Baltimore. He, you know, would have to go to work, um, whereas being, you know, a preteen to teenager, I had no such compunction at the time. So I was kind of there at the house, and I would pass the time by digging through his record collection and seeing stuff like, oh, this looks cool, and then just putting it on and, like, depending on who or what it was, just subsequently having my mind blown. So... Yeah, that's how probably a lot of that got started. Nice, not bad. I mean, 
me, I grew up, of course, you know, being, you know, being a poor black kid, not of course, but, um, I mainly got just into, into rap music, of course, cause that was, that was what it was back then. But as I moved down to Florida at a young age, I did a whole lot of different things that are out there. Um, mainly run DMC, public enemy, um, and then Cypress Hill. So those, I mean, those are my top three. Nice. Absolutely. Very nice. And before we dip into the the, the soundtrack uh, portion of the show, just have a really quick little background. Now, I'll, I'll kind of go around the room a little bit. How did you two meet? Oh, God, that was... I was going to jump. I was going to say it was... I, I remember because Aaron talking about um, his musical background. I was going to say that's pretty much how we met. Um, We were... I know kids nowadays may have no idea what I'm talking about when I say BBS, um, but that's, <laughs> it was on the, it, yeah, exactly. It was on the news journal, um, or maybe before the news journal. I can't remember the one before that, but it was like a bulletin board system. Was, was it a data, was it date, was it DOL or no? Data state, excuse me, data link, sorry. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about good old data stake. Yeah, that was it. Um, but yeah, we had talked on there and we were going to, you know, we were all doing like a meeting, you know, like a bunch of us on that group getting together. And I remember, you know, after talking with them online for a while, Aaron was like, Hey, you want to get me right there? Like, oh, right there. So I went and picked him up and we were just, you know, I had my tape collection and it was one of those kind of, Oh, not bad. Let me show you what I've got kind of deals. And it was actually Aaron that introduced me to Rollins' band on that car ride. I remember it crystal friggin' clearly. The end of the silence was the album. So, Hell yeah. yeah. And we've just pretty much hit it off from there and just really never stopped. Nice. I remember I that Rollins same band. car ride. Sorry, but I remember that same car ride that you played um, uh, Black Aria by Glenn Danzig. And that shit blew me away. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah, I couldn't remember what I remember the car ride, and I remember you breaking out Rollins' band. I couldn't remember what I had played on that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, man. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And you were like, "This is Glenn Danzig." I'm like, "Wait, wait, Danzig, Danzig." You're like, "Yeah." I was like, "What?" Yeah, man, I'll never that. <laughs> no, no, that is amazing. Now, as far as uh, Mike goes, goes around in a big circle here. Now just bear with me one second. Now, what I'm going to do as we're doing a live show, I'm recording a little backup just in case anything goes wrong because this portion I'm kind of new at. So just bear with me one second. Three, two, one. And, of course, this is recorded section just in case there are issues with the live version we're recording. So we're kind of doing a double duty here. So the intro played in. It cut right to me. Just keep up, folks. It's no problem. We are joined by best friend in the whole world over 20 years, Michael Melkor, another good friend of mine, Aaron Grimm. Long story is afoot, but as you're catching up, we're going over about how we met, and then we're going to go into the top soundtracks. So going back into that, um, back in 94, um, I transferred, along with some buddies of mine and my brother, Transfer to AMC Movie Theaters. Now we're going to age ourselves here because most of these oh, yeah. young whippersnappers oh. don't know what AMC Movie Theater is. Um, yeah. <laughs> to steal the line from Dennis Leary, see, some of you laugh, some of you need an explanation. All right. 
I was new in this particular area of Daytona Beach. I didn't know anybody, and no one really shared a passion for wrestling like I did. And I overheard this guy and another guy talking about, you know, WCW wrestling and ECW, and I kind of poked my head in. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? I kind of threw myself into the conversation, you know, just wanting to be known. Little did I know, 25 years later, you know, you know, we're still friends, still talk about wrestling, still talk about life and everything of the sort. And that's how I met Mike. And he talked about music, and I was very limited when it came to music. He introduced me to Nine Inch Nails, Snake River Conspiracy, hardcore into Prince. That got me going, loving Prince more, um, you know, more Depeche Mode, uh, more Cypress Hill, more Public Enemy. And, and he listed his music credentials and how many concerts he's been to and, you know, um, how he wrote comical, you know, comical, excuse me, how he wrote um, commentary for, you know, for, for the college. You went to my uh, DBCC, right? Yep. Well, Daytona State College now. But, yeah, it was DBCC back then, Daytona Beach Community College. Yeah, so you got me hooked on, on on the music section because your music knowledge was so deep. It was just amazing. I mean, you can rattle off, you know, any music title, lyric by just pure memory, and it was amazing. And uh, I also, which I'm going to date myself here, I saw <laughs> in your car you had a uh, collection of cassette tapes. Oh, yes, I did. Yes. Oh, the ones that got stolen at the on uh, yep. at the aforementioned Daytona State Tennessee College slash DBCC. I'll never forget that day, man. Wow, that sucked. He had like yep. what was it, over two two hundred tapes stolen mm-hmm. from your car or something like that? About two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Oof. Man. That, Oof. Hurt. that hurt a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, tell me about it. I'm I'm. I know who did it, and I, I hope he's resting somewhere comfortably with a needle in his arm dead in the back alley in New York somewhere. But anyway. Oh, man. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Mocha was not bitter. That's the good thing. No, not at all. He's uh, recovered. He's okay. Not one bit. <laughs> I've moved on from that. Thank you. So I believe my timeline may be a little bit off, Aaron, but I believe I think a year later um, I met you through Mike, and – we really didn't interact too much until um, we all went out together. Um, you know, Mike and his girlfriend at the time, um, a young lady I was, interest, I was interested in, and we all hung out and we went to, and this is no joke, we joked about it earlier, we all went out to see Flock of Seagulls. And I thought that yeah. was a joke. I thought that was a real joke until <laughs> they actually performed. And if you can picture, not to make it sound racist or anything, but I'm the only black guy in this little club watching Flock of Seagulls and watching this new guy I met, you know, shake his rump to Flock of Seagulls having a grand old time at it. You know, I thought I was on, I thought I was on punk. It was, it was very entertaining for what it was. And it turned out really well, you know, and I made a few friends. Uh, yeah, that was definitely, yeah, that's, I believe you're right. And I, man, I, 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 like I said, that was, uh, I was having a good time that night. I can't say, what all I was on, but it was it was fun. <laughs> so that brings everything in a full circle. And ever since then, I mean, obviously, you know, we've all kept in contact, um, you know, one way or another, whether it be, you know, through hanging out or through Facebook or whatnot. And so with our love of music, 
you know, and of course, you know, Aaron, I've seen all your posts, you know, like movies that you're watching or songs you're listening to. And 90% of the time, anything you post, I instantly like, you know, because, because like your music, of course, relates to me. The movies you watch relates to me. So I had to, um, had to bring you on a show and just, and just talk about this. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. So let's get this ball rolling because I know, you know, we're all, we all have obligations and whatnot. So I'm going to keep us on here forever. Um, we like to do the top five or the top 10 best soundtracks in our generation. Well, I have, I have 10 ready to go, but we can do five if, if brevity is needed, but whatever you guys want to do. Mike? Hmm. Oh, whatever's fine with me. I've got, yeah, I can do, I can do five or I can do ten. Whatever's good. Cool. Very good. Well, what I'll do, um, as a host, I'll do five. And the reason why I'm going to do five and you guys can do ten is because once again, your music knowledge is amazing. You guys are good storytellers. So I don't mind at all. And welcome Binge in the room. He asked, Binge asks, so you guys have been best buds for a long time. And, Mike, I'll give this to you. How long have we been friends, Mike? <sighs> Deep exhale. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm having to do math. Um, <laughs> me and math aren't the best buds in the world, by the way. Um, 27. Yeah, 27 years. Pardon me if I... 27. Pardon me if I rub my head on that one. 27 years. Yep. Jeez. Oh, my God. All right. So yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, I'm having a hard time bouncing off of that one. <laughs> so, okay, so how are we going to do this so each so each of us aren't sitting in silence forever? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I do one, Mike does one, Aaron does one, and we just got to go in circles. Does that work for you guys? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. And just for the record, I met, Mike, I met you 29 years ago. I was 15. Not to yep. date myself. But I'm yep. pretty sure that's... I was going to say tail end of 92. So, yeah, that would be yeah, that would be 29. Woo! Oh, ooh, that hurts. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so Benj in the chat room from England, from Scotland. That's tremendous. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Oh, Dang, my God. Yeah, hurts. dude. Oof, that that hurts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So so the first the first soundtrack I'll start off with real quick. Um, I did a show uh, about a movie review of the movie called Kids, and the year was 1995, and the kids movie, um, pretty much it is what it is. Um, it follows a group of teenagers through the city on just a typical day, and of course you know there's sex, there's drugs, there's violence. Um, it's a really gritty look and how that particular generation's uh, teens were set. And the movie itself really didn't catch me, more or less the actual soundtrack did. Um, At the time, my roommate, uh, Tosh, and our our friend Evan brought home the soundtrack of kids. And it's what? It is maybe maybe eight to nine tracks, and the group Full Complosion, never even heard of, and they did most of the music. And... And, and, and the music was really good for what it was. And that's, that's on my top five because it has really good beats. It's very upbeat. It's very just a uh, hip hop related. Um, Daniel Johnson did the song Casper and I'm not going to play all the songs or anything of the sort. I'll just talk about it. 
I just recommend, you know, going on YouTube, downloading the artist, um, Folk Complosion, F-O-A-K-I-M-P-L-O-S-I-O-N, Folk Complosion. Songs are really good. You can find them anywhere. So that's my number one. So let me go over to Mike. Um, my number one I had to fight with, um, but I really think the, yeah, the crow wound up taking top spot for mine. It, I, anybody that knows he's going to be shocked, it probably wasn't judgment night. And well, there's, there's a reason the crow won, um, for one, I've actually seen the movie, so I know how well the soundtrack fits the movie. Judgment Night, to this day, I haven't seen that movie. Really? Um, yeah, I just, it's not that I've been like, I've heard it's awful and like avoided it on purpose. It's just the opportunity just never, ever has come up. So, and I haven't gone out of my way for it. I mean, I, from what I understand from that movie, I think the... Dennis Leary bits would probably be great, but that's about the only thing I think it sounds like at the end too. So I haven't been in a hurry, but the crow, there's not a single song on that soundtrack that does not fit the mood and the story of that movie. Full stop. Even friggin' Pantera for God's sakes and rage against the machine. Somehow those two acts made a song that actually fit in this like, dark goth love and revenge setting. So don't ask me how the hell they pulled that off, but I just, I, I absolutely love that soundtrack. I always have. And Lord knows I love, you know, and don't worry, we'll get the judgment night. But I think because of how well it fits what it was a soundtrack for, I, the crow won for me. That was, that was my number one. Now in that soundtrack, now I remember um the Rollins band um did a song and I cannot think of the name of it. Um but Ghost Rider. Yes, Ghost yeah. Rider. Ghost Rider is amazing. And the Wrap It Up Podcast is joined. Welcome. Hetty, once again, I forgot to mention you I apologize. Welcome. Um uh, yeah, that Ghost Rider soundtrack, I have played that song so many times years ago, and I still remember the song in my head. I mean, that was that was a great song because Henry Rollins was so angry at the time, I just loved it. And interestingly, that's not a that's not a Rollins band song. That's a cover. Really? Right. Yeah. Yep. Huh. All right. Uh, it's a suicide cover. The band Suicide. See, this is why you guys have top ten, and I have a top five. <clears throat> um, if there's if nothing more with that one, Mike, um, Aaron, Aaron, what do you have? Okay, for my number one, I mean, I wasn't really sure what. I, I guess it's kind of a, it's kind of cheating, but my number one is Purple Rain soundtrack. So I know we we were doing Generation X, and I don't know if that really even counts for our discussion here, but uh, I mean that's technically kind of within the scope. I don't know, but uh, generate but Purple Rain, the movie is kind of silly, but. But it's, it still is definitely a soundtrack, and that soundtrack, I mean, for a Prince fan, it's kind of cliche and overdone and, you know, whatever, but that soundtrack is perfect, though. I mean, I love that, that album. I named my kid after the song, so, I mean, I, I really could, 
I would be remiss if I didn't put that down as my favorite favorite soundtrack of all time. I don't really know if I really have to explain why much more than that. <laughs> I'm sure you guys can understand why. Of course. I mean, the good thing about that soundtrack is everybody knows every single song. You know, everybody, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody knows all the lyrics to every single song in that soundtrack. And being the uh, Prince connoisseur, what, what are your opinions, Mike? I, you know, I didn't, I, I had that set aside. I didn't really include um, that or Under the Cherry Moon or Graffiti Bridge because they're, yes, technically they're soundtracks, but, I mean, it almost seems like the movie was written for the music and not the other way around. You know, that's, I mean, that's just how, I mean, that's just how Prince got down. That's how the man operated. Not saying I'm mad one bit, obviously not. But that's why I didn't kind of include those because, I mean, Lord knows if we did, my top three, I just named them, you know, if we did. So well, I want to give somebody else a fighting chance. So <laughs> that's why I didn't pick those three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why I didn't pick those. I mean, technically, I'm, I, I'm, I kind of left, well, and even though this is more of a soundtrack, it's simply by one band, one of my favorites. But again, you know, because I didn't want to cheat, I I left I relegated Flash Gordon to honorable mention as opposed to naming it as one of my favorites because Lord knows, oh my God, I love that record to death. So, but now oddly enough, and, and Mike's going to look at me sideways for this, I have never seen Flash Gordon. I've always wanted to, but never had a chance to watch it. Huh. Um, I'm going to borrow one from Aaron here. You're not missing much. Really? It's not. <laughs> I mean, it's it is a great cult movie. But if you're looking for a great film, I mean, watch Flash Gordon. Then by all means, keep on looking. So, I mean, it's not. Uh, it is not a good movie by what would fit the definition of a good movie. But it's a good cult film. It's entertaining as hell nowadays looking back on it. But, yeah, I've seen better. I mean, better movies exist. It's one of my favorite movies just because it's so awful. I think it's great. But, yeah, it's for anybody out there, I'm sorry. You can come after me with torches and pitchforks all you want. Flash Gordon, by definition, I do not consider a good movie. Full stop. I love it, but I don't think it's a good movie. I kind of love it because it's not one, really. And that's interesting because, I mean, Flash Gordon, you know, I mean, is one of those revered type movies, and I felt so bad that I never watched it. Huh. Yeah. It's I a, mean, it's a good time, not a good movie. <laughs> good. Excellent. That is an excellent way to put it. Yes. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Um, here's. I mean. Here's my second one. And of course. I mean. These are in no particular order. But the second one for me is uh, Jawbreaker. Ah, oh, good one. Yes. Uh, Jawbreaker made 1999. Um, is with uh, Rosa McGowan, who I had the biggest crush on back then because I was a snot-nosed kid. Um, you know. But but the soundtrack had like Veruca Salt in it and Letters to Cleo. And once again, we're dating ourselves here, people. But if you heard, if you don't haven't heard of any of these bands, look them up on YouTube. It's worth it. Uh, Letter to Cleo was like a one-hit wonder. 
Veruca Salt was a great band. Um, you know, you know, Shampoo, um, Transistor, and I'll, I'll should have had like the old ones, like Scorpions and Bing Crosby and the Donnas. You know, um, and of course uh, they had the Scorpions rock you like a hurricane. And I mean, come on, I don't know, I don't care who you are, you've heard that song more than a million times in your life. So um, that's 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 my yeah. one in no particular order. So we're gonna bounce on down to Mr. Melkor. What you got, bro? Um. Now my number two is Judgment Night. <laughs> I have to agree. And, we we will all go in a circle on that one, but please, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And we're we we have the perfect person, aside from the host of the show, the esteemed Adrian Walker, and myself for some reason. We have the perfect person on here in Aaron that can attest to my obsession with that soundtrack when it came out. Because oh God, yes. <laughs> I'll never forget Melkor coming and picking me up in the shit box, a.k.a. his Dodge Omni, with the first yep. single from that on his tape. It was Helmet House of Pain on a single, uh, single as they were called back then. And he had that thing jammed in his, in his radio. And you got to understand that these the speakers in, the, in, his, in this little car were already blown out from him listening to Public Enemy at full blast a little too much. Anyway, he comes, he picks me up. He's like, I got this first single from Judgment. I was like, oh, cool. Let's listen to it. He still fucking turns this thing up all the way. The speaker's already blown out anyway. And he's like, oh, yeah. Just fucking playing this thing full blast. And I'm like, hell, yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. (laughs) We listened to it I don't know how many times, man. I'll never forget that. But, I mean, I still go on YouTube. I still listen to Judgment Night by Onyx and Biohazard. But yeah, uh, Mike, oh, you know, you know, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> if it takes the death of me to make history, the whole world will remember my misery. That's what I'm talking about. God damn, I love that. <laughs> Still do. Still do. And what's your favorite song off that soundtrack? I mean, we're going to talk about this for a few minutes at least. Oh, my God. Now you're asking me to pick a favorite child, you bastard. Um <laughs> You know what? I don't know if it's my favorite favorite, but the one I was, one of them I was going to single out because it's responsible for me starting down, probably getting into one of my favorite bands ever, and that's Therapy. This is where I first heard them on the song Come and Die with them and Fatal. Oh, no shit. I, yeah, I'd never heard them before this. This is the first time, place first, everything I'd heard them, and I was like, oh, my God, I need more. Well, I can and, see why you got into them, because that's a badass introduction right there. Yeah, and then what sealed that was um, Adrian's friend Evan had a copy of Trouble Gum, that album, and I borrowed it, and I'm like, oh, somebody actually has a therapy record. Cool, I can listen to it. So I borrowed it from him, and, yeah, there was absolutely no at that point. But, but yeah, and I love Judgment Night so much because it was like, I mean, nowadays, rap and rock is, I mean, we've all heard it happen before. It's, you know, a thing. Um, but now, but back then, it was like, I mean, a handful, Adrian had mentioned Run DMC. They had one of, they had one of the first ones that did it with Aerosmith. Anthrax were one of the first ones that did it, but there were very few like 
rap and rock collaborations at that moment, much less with so many goddamn such good acts on it. Um, Fake No More. Yeah, absolutely. Fake No More and Boogie. Every, I think every single band that I have interviewed that was on that soundtrack since then, I have asked them about that soundtrack, how it came together, everything. I talked about it with Sir Mixlot, which come to find out he literally stood on the other side of a studio room with Mud Honey and conducted them like he was in a fucking symphony. <laughs> because the chorus parts were supposed to be so, like, I mean, bombastic, but the rap bits he needed a certain beat to. So he was conducting them, playing, like, the verses of that, come to find out. Um, another fun fact, Helmet the aforementioned uh, Just Another Victim single, them, by complete contrast to Mudhoney and Sir Mix-a-Lot, both being from Seattle, um, House of Pain and Helmet never even sat in the same room together. They recorded their bits separately and sent them to each other, and then they were mixed together. But, yeah, every single act I, that was on that soundtrack, I've had to ask them, how did that happen? How did that come about? How did you record it? Because that's... I don't know if my obsession with that soundtrack ever really stopped, to be quite honest. So, well, um, you know, Michael was the uh, Nardwar of uh, that, uh, you know, that, that tape at the time. Um, I mean, before I, before I get to you, Aaron, um, yeah, just real quick, um, Helmet and House of Pain, Just of the Victim, I still play that. And, and it was a major culture shock to me listening to that soundtrack because, you know, Mike's right at that time you know, rock and rap didn't really come together that much other than what, like run DMC and, and, uh, and Aerosmith. But, um, yeah, the soundtrack was amazing, but like I said, um, you know, please, uh, Aaron, can, uh, go ahead. Well, my, my favorite tracks off that album. Or, or, or if not, you can go to your, you know, it's your favorite one. Cause like oh, we, okay. we, can, we can rant about this for hours, but yeah, um, well, real quick, my favorite tracks are definitely Living Color and Run DMC with me and myself, my microphone, the, oh, aforementioned, yeah. the aforementioned Biohazard and Onyx, Judgment Night. I just love the lyrics on that and the imagery. Obviously, Faith No More and Booyah Tribe with Another Body Murdered, um, Sonic Key to Cypress Hill by I Love You, Mary Jane, Therapy and Fatal, and I also really like the Dinosaur Junior and Delta Funky Homo Sapien joint. Missing Link, that shit is really good too. I mean, the whole the, the whole album, it's really hard to pick, but I mean, those ones really stand out to me, uh, just off the top of my head. Um, my next album was after Purple Rain was if I wasn't gonna sit, cheat and use Purple Rain though, my first album would have been The Crow as well. Uh, that album nice. just yeah. <laughs> It was, I mean, you got burned by The Cure, which is, that that song was literally written about The Crow. I mean, if you look at if you look at the lyrics, listen to the lyrics and the imagery, I mean, they use that song when Eric Draven becomes The Crow, you know, when he, when he hits, you know, when he punches the mirror and puts the, the face paint on, I mean, and, and then, I mean, and then, uh, you know, of course, uh, Nine Inch Nails, cover of Dead Souls by Joy Division when he's running across the rooftops. I mean, just that, it's like Melkor said, it's like every single song on that soundtrack is perfect and fits fits the imagery that's going on in the movie. And that movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. I saw it like, I think six times that it was in the movie theater. And this is 
before it hit the dollar theater. I mean, just <laughs> going to see. I love that movie so much, and I and I, I read the comments by James O'Barr as well. So had a you know a special place, and, and just every song on that soundtrack is really good. So yeah, that would have been my first one if I hadn't picked Purple Rain. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, but a little small aside. Um, I believe before I moved to Daytona Beach, um, I worked at a movie theater in uh, Brevard County, and um, we did a, we did a midnight showing. Uh, we did a preview. Uh, myself and all, you know, of course, the employees did a, a midnight watch of The Crow, and that movie blew me away. And when the soundtrack came out, of course, and we bought it instantly. Um, and here's one uh, I think Mike and yourself, Aaron, are gonna jump on board with. Is uh, Natural Born Killer. Oh yeah. Uh, now Natural Born Killer, of course. At, oh my at God, time, this <laughs> <laughs> At that time when the movie came out, once again, another culture shock. Um, of course, you know it. You know it glorified two serial killers. Had a great story. Woody Harrelson was amazing. Juliette Lewis was amazing, and of course Robert Downey Jr. I can go on for hours about that. Uh, and Nine Inch Nails. Once again, on the soundtrack, was just amazing, and that's the soundtrack that you can play over and over and over again. And of course, you know, for the people out there who haven't heard of these movies, just YouTube it. Look at the trailer. You know, all the songs are in a trailer, and it just pulls you in. And that's you know, that's my number three. And I know probably either you know, either Aaron or Michael expound on a little bit. Um, what about you, Mr. Melkor? Oh, that's exactly my number three. Um, I just got that in the mail on vinyl from Walmart, of all places. Bear in mind. What? But, yeah, I ordered it from Walmart, and they shipped it to me. I think two or three days it took to get here. But, yeah, I just got I just had that delivered here on vinyl because I was like, ooh. But, yeah, and let's let's talk about culture shock seeing that shit. I think we um on the Facebook discussion we had, Aaron had remembered me taking him to it. I was working at AMC when I saw it. And I've been curious about it when it came out. And of course we had the deal where, you know, our managers would call up whatever theater and get us in to whatever show if you know, if it wasn't too busy. So one afternoon, I'm like, all right, this is my chance. I had them hook me up with Natural Born Killers. And I went in, and there wasn't that many people in the theater. It was like literally the middle of the day on a Wednesday or some such. Um, I left the theater. I found a payphone. I called AMC. Spoke to, I think it was Brenda that I spoke to. And asked her to call that movie theater behind them all and tell them to let me in again. <laughs> And I did. I literally turned right around and watched that movie again immediately and still came out with the same, holy shit, what did I just see? My world is turned upside down reaction. I I think I've seen that movie damn near more than any other. There's a couple that have come close, Leon the Mask being one. But I think I've seen that movie and can almost friggin' recite half of it at this point. And yeah, that soundtrack that... Um, Trent Reznor pretty much is put together for it, curated. And, and I mean, curated such a damn buzz term now for somebody that, you know, oh, let's hire somebody popular and said they put this together. No, Reznor put this soundtrack together. 
he went in, spliced, edited, picked the songs, everything. I mean, this was his baby, and it, and he just knocked it out of the friggin' park. Again, a great soundtrack that goes with what's going on so bloody well. And where I made another discovery of Lard, which in turn got me into Jello Biafra solo. I'm not Dead Kennedy stuff, but yeah. Just holy crap. What else can I say? Let let no. Let somebody else talk about this. I could go on forever. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. Now, Aaron, before you do, I have a little pop quiz on you for Mike. Bear with me just one second. Okay, Mike, for five points, imaginary points. What wrestler was on TV when Rodney Dangerfield was was on the couch? Tatanka. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Without hesitation. <laughs> I told you I know that movie like the back of my hand because he's screaming at the TV going, kill him, kill the fucking Indian. I remember that. That's how well I know that goddamn movie. Just had to test you on that. And, of course, with that, Aaron, please, your turn. Yeah, I actually, for the first time I saw that movie, he took me, I don't know what time it was for him seeing it, third or fourth, but first time I saw it, he took me to see it as well. And uh, I just remember walking out of the movie theater. I was still pretty young, <laughs> and I think I was 17. I don't remember how old I was. I think I was 17 when that movie came out. And I remember walking out of the movie theater just feeling like I had shell-shocked, like I had just walked out of war or something. I just was completely blown away. Like I had to... I had to sit down. My I was almost like my, my hands were trembling. I was just like, what the fuck did I just watch? Mel Corny laughed, and he was just like, yeah, man. And I just – and the the soundtrack reflects that really well. Also, with the bits of dialogue that are interspliced along with the music, it's it's like Mel Corny said, Trent really curated that soundtrack. It isn't just a bunch of songs thrown together that kind of go well together. I mean, it is a living – breathing work of art. It's not just a soundtrack. I mean it's really well done. I mean of course, you know, and he and he also contributed some original music as well as some of his older stuff from his you know his uh his uh catalog. So I mean it was yeah. That that soundtrack is definitely amazing. I think it's his best work as as far as uh soundtracks go. That's amazing. See, I, for back the all record. The... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. For the record. No, I was just telling Aaron, for the record, I laughed at his reaction to that, that trembling sitting down like, whoa, what the fuck? I laughed at his reaction because I had the exact same one the first time I saw it. <laughs> yeah. And I was laughing because, like, thank God I'm not alone in feeling this. Like, Yeah. Oh, no, no, totally. He wasn't being a prick about it. It was just like, yeah, no, he, no. it was just like, wow, yeah, man, fuck, you know. Yeah. I was laughing because it was like, dude, you get it. <laughs> now if you get it. <laughs> it was, Definitely. It was truly shocking. And like I said, it's one of those movies I have on Blu-ray that I still bust out on occasion and I watch. You know, special features and everything. And it, it still blows me away. Um my my number four is simple, Tank Girl. And just a couple of ones. Once again, kiddos, look it up. L7, 
which is a tremendous group I love so much. Hole, before Courtney Love got all screwed up. Uh, Portis Head, you had Veruca Salt, you had Ice Tea on it. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a good movie for what it was back in 95. But to me, the soundtrack stood out even more. Um, and my explanation for that is really simple. You know, just look it up. It's a great soundtrack. Mike? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all about that Tangerill soundtrack. I, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard it. I dig it. Um, it's, that one's in my top, well, it almost made top ten. Um, no, actually it did. No, it did. Um, I will say though, that number four, um, four and five, I could damn near flip a coin on which one would be number four and number five. Um, when I made the list, singles won. So singles is number four right now. Dude, are you fucking reading my mind and shit? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> how long have we known each other and how well have we been in tune this time, as long as we've known each other? All right, all right. I'm just like, dude, they're going to think I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to wait for Melkor and I'll say, yeah, I had that one too. <laughs> no, y'all don't understand. Aaron, I mean, Aaron and I are as good of friends as we are for a reason. We bonded over music for a reason. Like we're, we're like our toasts, our tastes are like right there neck and neck with each other with maybe a handful of, you know, differences here and there. Not very many. But other than that, we I mean, I really I think I can see the same for all three of us, for that matter. Yeah. Like, but yeah, especially like I said, that's how Aaron and I met, you know, trading fucking Glenn Danzig for like Rollins band. I mean. You know, and each of us being like, holy shit, that's so cool kind of stuff. I I don't know that that's ever stopped in almost 30 years. So, yeah, our list being that similar really comes as no surprise to me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no worries whatsoever. Uh, just just a little small um, just a little small break in here. Uh, wrap up podcast. Once again, welcome them for coming in. Um, I'm going to butcher this. Um, oh, good Lord. Okay, Samaya so Barati 507 has joined. I apologize if I butchered it. Welcome aboard. Um, my dear sister, Simply Anne, is here. Welcome aboard. I'm going to bring her in towards the end. Um, you know, so Anne, she's, nice. She's, 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 hi. <laughs> hi, Anne. Well, should, should I bring her in? Shall I wait till after the review? I, up to you. I'm I'm good either way. <laughs> Anne's good people. I mean, that's up to Aaron as well. I you know. Oh, that's but, fine. Yeah, whatever you want to. do. Okay, sweet. Uh, we sent her an advice, so she should be buzzing in very soon. Um, and, well, matter of fact, there she is. And welcome to the show, Simply Anne of her, of her Anne podcast. Welcome, dear sister. What's up, bro? How you doing? Doing all right. And uh, Aaron. And Aaron Mr. Melkor as well. <laughs> hey. Hey. How you been? <laughs> hey, Kagi. Yeah. Are you ready for another special guest? Um, sure, why not? <laughs> Say hello to your cousin Kumaya and his wife, Musette. <laughs> What's up, Kavadis? <laughs> Hi, fam. How are we doing? We're doing great. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just, uh, just, uh, doing a little bit of, doing a little bit of show, walk down memory lane when it comes to, uh, music soundtracks. 
stick around and join us. We don't mind. Awesome, awesome. So, so very good. Hello. So, so we're going to bounce it and bounce it on down to Aaron. I apologize, sir. Your turn. Well, yeah. What number are we on? Four. Yeah, <laughs> we're number four. It was on singles for me as well. So, I mean, what else can I add to that? You know, <clears throat> excellent soundtrack. It was groundbreaking at the time. Starts out with "Wood" by Allison Chains, and I mean, dude, that's just an ex- uh, seasons. Uh, Chris Cornell is probably one of my favorite songs on that um, soundtrack. Stay Love and Trust by Pearl Jam is another really good one. Uh, Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns by Mother Love Bone. I mean, it's just, that's a perfect soundtrack. There's not a single bad song on that soundtrack. Um, oh, and the Love Mongers, a.k.a. Uh, Heart, their their cover of, uh, of um, there goes my brain, The Battle of Evermore. Battle of Evermore, yeah. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Not bad. Now, see, the funniest thing is, never seen singles. The soundtrack, love the soundtrack. Yeah. Don't feel bad. I haven't really seen it either. Now, no, 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 no what I'll do, no, what I'll do, I'll, I'll list one more that I have my sister dip in. And then, we'll actually, we'll kind of wind it down a little bit because I forgot we're almost at an hour mark. Are you guys okay with how long? Oh, wow. right. I can cool. climb in on the last two minutes. Cool. Now, now, now Mike, how, how are you with time? I'm I'm okay. I've got a little. I got a little bit more. I can I can. I'm allowed to be out and play a little bit longer. Okay, sweet. Uh, Aaron, I just wanted to butt in on you guys for a second. That's all. Oh, okay. Just come no, in and say hi. Perfectly fine. <laughs> well, well, that's fine. But I'll, I'll make mine real quick because once again, I love hearing you know um, you, Mike, and you, Aaron, talk about your love for music because you guys have much more deeper appreciation of it than I do. So um, my next one and my last one, and I'll turn it over to you guys, um, is Empire Records. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's Ooh, a good shout. Yes. Good shout. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's a tie between Empire Records and the Hideaway soundtrack. Now, had any of you guys seen the movie Hideaway? No. I um, it's with uh, Jeff Goldblum. It's a really good suspense. The movie's not all that great, but the soundtrack is all slow death metal. Uh, oh, right. nice. Yeah, now, there's a little ECW quiz. I already quiz. like it. <laughs> this is a little ECW quiz for Mike. Uh, Mike, do you remember Jerry Lynn's theme in ECW? Um, I probably don't, because, like, death metal, like, put it this way, I have to be able to understand what they're saying, and I give a lot of leeway for that. Um, Cannibal Corpse, like George Fisher, I can't understand a damn word. So, in those cases, no, I probably don't. Oh. So, yeah, I couldn't tell you what actually, what. Jerry Lynn song. I know it was something along those lines because I know that's how he gets down, but I can't, I couldn't tell you what the song actually would have been. It's very slow, very guttural. Um, I, I like it for whatever reason. Not too sure how I got turned on to slow death metal, but it's a trip. Um, so what I'll do, I'll turn over the last, you know, the last five to you and to you and Aaron. You guys go back and forth and I'll chime in because I'm actually curious to hear what you guys have because once again, you guys have an extreme, deep love for music, so by all means, Mike, take it away. Um, 
So what are we on number five then, yep. I guess, right? Yep. Okay. So number five, like mm-hmm. I said, this mm-hmm. one in singles, I mean, I'd have to flip a coin on which one occupies which spot. On this particular day, singles won out, but the other one, in this case, number five, would probably be Spawn for a lot of the reason of Judgment Night's as high as it is. Um, obviously, I like Judgment Night a little bit more because it went way up higher on the list. But, um, but yeah, the Spawn, just some, you know, just just some more genre-bending stuff. Um, I think my favorite song on that one because one it's so rare to hear from i mean it's kind of rare to hear from the dust brothers period really but especially doing something like this and that moment the song they do with corn mm. kick the pa like it has the little introduction thing and um you know and they're they got the little beat going and davis is kind of humming along because john davis and then that friggin' thunder just drops. And I'm sorry, I hate to use the term bowel shaking, <laughs> but really, what else can be said about that moment in that song, Kick the VA? It's friggin' bowel shaking. I agree, man. That's, I, I'm not all about corn, but that is actually, I think, probably my favorite track on that album. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I like Korn. I'm not like the biggest fan of theirs in the world. But yeah, that song just friggin' rocks. My number five is Pulp Fiction soundtrack, actually. Oh, nice. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, I know. See, I think now we're awful close because he's got my number six. So, <laughs> my number six was Spawn, so there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, I know Pulp Fiction soundtrack is full of music from the 50s and 60s and 70s, but, but that soundtrack, the way it's kind of similar to, I'm not saying it's as good as Natural Born Sound, Killers soundtrack, but it's similar in the layout where they put all those different genre bending songs together with, interspersed with dialogue and that definitely when I listen to those songs I mean it takes me back to 94 it takes me back to that movie and it's and it's like god I've watched that movie so many times that that soundtrack always takes me back to that time in my life I can listen to that soundtrack over and over and over again I, I never get sick but I love it there's not a song on that soundtrack that I skip so I mean yeah I, that's why I, that's my number five right there yeah no, absolutely. I can, I can totally understand that. That's another one that I love. To that soundtrack is is tremendous. I like the little. I'm a sucker for a soundtrack with little bits of dialogue thrown in. And same. And they quote some of the best dialogue from that movie in there. So. Right. Like the Royale with cheese bit, and, you know, the just the stuff like that. <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. That's, yeah, all the good stuff. Uh, I think my number six. Yeah, my like my 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 number six was Spawn, and so. And mine was Pulp Fiction, so uh, David, we just swapped. <laughs> we pulled one from Eminem. 
Sweet. Next? <laughs> what, what we got? <laughs> Mine? But, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll go number seven. It's, Lord knows, speaking of not the greatest movies in the world, um, and there's really nothing to this other than I just think it's fun as hell, but Airheads made number seven. Oh, good call. Me. I hadn't thought of that one. Yeah. I mean, that's, you don't get to hear Lemmy, the kid from Ugly Kid Joe, and Ice-T all together at the same time very often. <laughs> um, nor, and I'll do you one better, my, for those of you playing at home, by the way, my favorite metal band, specifically metal of all time ever, period, full stop, I don't think this is ever going to change, is Anthrax. Yes. And it's not and it's not every day you get to hear Anthrax cover wait for it the Smiths. Yeah. That happens. Four non blonde takes on Van Halen. There's a bunch of good stuff on that soundtrack that I would not have expected from a movie like that. So yeah. Airheads is number seven. And of course a really small aside, it's you know, it's just kind of interesting to watch Steve Buscemi, you know, you know, play in a rock band. So, sorry, I really had to <laughs> say that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Aaron, go ahead. Okay, so my number seven is the Train Spotting soundtrack, the, the original one. Oh. That's, you, know, you got Lust for Life by Iggy Pop. You got Primal Scream doing Train Spotting, um, New Order, Temptation, Debbie. Well, you know, uh, Blondie with Atomic, uh, Lou Reed. I mean, it's just really, though, um, Underworld with Born Slippy. But really, the whole album, though, it, that, that one is just like, it's not necessarily that anything particularly stands out, but the whole album just is very cohesive, very chill. And, I mean, you know, of course, well, the movie's about heroin addicts, so it's going to be a chill album, and you can space out to it. It's just... I just love the uh, atmosphere of the album. I've always loved that album. And I can just, that's something I put on when I want to chill out. Except for the Underworld song. The Underworld's pretty upbeat a, a and, you know, kind of gets it going. But that's at the end of the album. But, I mean, still. I, I've always thought that was a great soundtrack. Now, that's pretty interesting because you mentioned Train Spotting. I haven't seen Train Spotting in a very long time. Uh, I may have an honorable mention for the movie Snatch. The soundtrack for that is. An awesome soundtrack. Um, have, now, of course, Mike, you've probably seen the movie Snatch, but have you, Aaron? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah, I've seen it. I can't remember the soundtrack for that, though. What's but, on the soundtrack for that? Um, Madonna's on it. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and just a whole mix of, you know, classic, uh, classic 70s music, um, a whole lot of, uh, you know, like British punk music. Um, it's very different. So yeah, that's that's something I recommend you an opportunity to. Um, Mr. Mike, your turn, sir. Um, well, number eight. Yeah, right? four. <laughs> and then and then after you wrap up, I do have a question for both of you guys. Um, you know, to close out the show. And once again, before we finish up, I really do appreciate you guys doing this kind of spur of the moment um, to me. Um, hopefully, haven't bored you guys too much going back and forth. I let jumped, clawed, scraped at the opportunity to do a show 
of this nature with two of my best friends on this planet. So the pleasure is mine. Thank you for letting me, thank you for putting this together and doing this. This is, oh my God, I'm having a ball. Um, Right, number eight. Um, This might come out of the field. This is number nine, isn't it? Number nine? Yeah. Oh shit, did I miss number eight then? Um, whoops. Um, okay. <laughs> if I did, number eight's kind of a left field pick anyway for some of you all. It's the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Um, the Baz Luhrmann one from, what was it, 90s? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Garbage, Radiohead, that's a good one. Wow. Yes. Yes. And so we're on number nine, so I'll keep it short and sweet for Romeo and Juliet. Take it to the streets, biatch. So number nine, then, moving on, um, is actually the Lost Highway soundtrack. Nice. A movie I've never seen, but I can't help but love that record. There is a ton of good stuff on there. Bowie pops in with an I Am Deranged remix. Um, that would probably be most of these soundtracks I'm realizing talking about this is the very first time I heard someone or something somewhere. This one, Lost Highway, was the first time I heard Rammstein. Rammstein. <laughs> Man, I love, I, I love the Smashing Pumpkins song in the eye, and I love... Uh, oh, yeah. That's, dude, that's probably, I think... That's, that's a banger, dude. I love that song. Yeah. That's probably, which is weird, because you're talking about a record that has David Bowie and Nine Inch Nails, but, and, and no, trust me, I don't hate Smashing Pumpkins by any means dig the hell out of them. But that's probably my favorite song on that record is I. It, it's oh so God, unlike I anything you've ever done, too. It's just so... Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not a Smashing Pumpkins fan, you might like that song because it doesn't sound like anything they've ever done before. Right. I also like uh, the Marilyn Manson song Apple of Sodom on that one. That's really good. That's a really yeah. good song. Yeah, true. Also, nice that album, from him. in case anyone didn't know, that's another Trent Reznor curated soundtrack. Yep. Yes, it is. Never seen Lost Highway. I heard so much about it. I've heard the soundtrack. Once again, one of those movies, never saw. That movie is so, it's it's very Lynchian. It's like you, you get done watching it and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? I mean, Lynch probably got done watching it and was like, what the fuck did I just watch? I mean, that is so hard to understand, dude. It, I don't know. Go watch it your own peril. Oh, wow. All right. And that's a good way to describe it, too. Yeah. <laughs> My number nine is the Higher Learning soundtrack. Oh, uh, damn. Hate you. Great one. That's such a great one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, man. You got It opens up with Ice Cube. I mean, that with... Uh, and, you know, we got, I love the Michelle uh, and Dago Cello song in that, Soul Searching. You got the super producer, Rafael Sadiq, who was also in Tony, Tony, Tony. That's a, that's a great song on there. I got Outcast, I got Rage Against the Machine, Tori Amos. I mean, that's a great soundtrack. The only, the, honestly, the only, I don't really listen to the Eve's Plum song or the Liz Fair song on there, but... I don't hate them. I just don't, I use are the only ones I really kind of skip. But the rest of that soundtrack, I love it. Great soundtrack. 
with the five Senate, with the five centuries of penitentiary. So let the guilty hang in the gear of the fucking boomerang. Hell yeah. I need to listen to that again after the show. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, that's a great one. I love that song. And at that, at the run, Um, Mr. Mike. Yeah, to bring this back around then, my number 10, this should sound familiar to the host and organizer of this little shindig, my number 10 is Kids. Yes. Is what now? For Kids. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for a lot of the, for a lot of the same reasons he had mentioned, so. Yeah, that's just that's just some that's just some nice stuff to just sit back and groove to. I dig it. So yeah, that one made my just made the cut at number ten. My number ten is it's it's kind of vanilla, but it's got some really strong tracks on it. It's Last Action Hero soundtrack. Hmm. Oh that my one, god, another one I can't believe I left off of there. It's got two Allison Chains tracks. One of my favorite Allison Chains songs, "What the Hell Have I." A good Megadeth song, Angry Again. Um, it's got an Anthrax song on there, uh, Poison in My Eyes. A good Fishbone. One, yeah, one of my favorite Anthrax songs with an introduction yes. cut the hell up by no less than Terminator X himself. Right, right. And it's got a Cypress Hill joint, Cock That Hammer. You know, everyone knows that one. But Fishbone Swim. And it's got one of my favorite Queensryche songs, Real World, with uh, Queensryche. Oh, my God. Queen. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think didn't they break that out when we saw They we saw they did that Dream Theater. Dream Theater covered covered Real World and then Queen's Art covered a Dream Theater song. I don't remember which one. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Legit a mo- no, Queen's Right covered um The Spirit Carries On. That's right. right. So the only two tracks on that soundtrack I, I could I don't hate them but they're just kind of they're just kind of there is the Def Leppard song and the Tesla song but the rest of the, the soundtrack is great yeah 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 those are eh, they are right, but yeah, I don't hate yeah. them but I love them all right they're just there I, that one I should listen to those bands anyway if, if you like those bands you might dig those songs but I'm not into those bands so that for me that's a skip but the rest of that album is, is, is straight though it's really good oh yeah god that is a great soundtrack and I can't friggin believe I didn't think of that putting this list together I hate myself but, uh, have you seen that movie that's another movie a lot of people haven't seen I actually have seen that one, and it's it's all right, dude. It's I think it's kind of. I think people don't get that they were trying to make a comedy with that movie. I think it's pretty all right. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's kind of. It's pretty funny if you take it the right way. Right. No, it's decent. I mean, it was. I didn't hate. It. It's not one of my favorites, but I didn't hate no, it at all. I, I got what they're like trying to do, and I dig it. Yeah. No. Last action. And I can't and I can't help but like um what's it Charles Durance as the villain who was one of the main characters also in Alien Three. Oh yeah. Oh nice. <laughs> really nice. Now, before we close up the show, of course I wanna say uh, you know, to Aaron, um, thank you. Uh, I know we don't talk much, you know, but I see your post online like I mentioned before. 
And it, likewise, you know, it, you know, it's definitely, a, you know, definitely a breath of fresh air, you know, because I, I look at your stuff and it brings me back, you know, and I hate to sound like an old man, but it brings you back to like a better time, you know, to movies, uh, music, stuff like that. Um, Thank you. Likewise, my friend. Yeah, and you know, I am I am happier than a pig and shit. You know, to still you know to still call you my friend, it you know definitely makes me happy because you know you you can only count your friends on one hand, and so you know I'm very grateful and glad that you're one of them. So. Um, oh, definitely. I feel the same way. Thank you. And of course, all still kids don't know how good they have it nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is true. That is definitely true. Um, you know, you know, and of course, Mike, we've been doing this since '94. Oh my God, I can't believe this is '94. You know, wow. And and a true definition of a friend to me is, you know, someone, you know, that we cannot speak for five months, six months, a year, and pick up the phone and pick up where we left off at. So, you know, that definitely definitely makes me happy. You know, you've been there for me through my rough times. You've seen me through my shitty times, and I can't thank. I can't thank you and your family enough. So you've been one of the best. I really do appreciate that. No, absolutely. I've, I've told you all both that, you know, like I said, I, I get to talk about music with two of my best friends on the planet that I've known for almost 30 years each. I'm, yeah, let's talk about being happier than pagan shit right now, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I say one more thing? It has nothing to do with what you just said, but I, for, I left off one of my all-time favorite bands, and I can't fucking believe it, Faith No More. That's like one of the bands that brought Melkor and I together. So, I, yeah. Yes. I, yes. I totally blanked it out. Yeah. I was nervous and being stupid. Faith no fucking more, y'all. Mike Patton, people. I love this shit. Yeah. It's, it, it, see, Adrian had us name our three favorite bands when we started this. Faith yeah, no I, I, I started fumbling because I'm like, Faith. three? What the fuck, three? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Faith No More is the fourth. Mike Patton is the fourth face on my Mount Rushmore. Let me put it that way. Right. Faith no True More that. is right there at number four with me. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, man. Now, sorry, I just, I couldn't let this this episode go without mentioning that. Uh, hey, uh, Mr. Bungle, okay, that works for me. So, it's- right. <laughs> of course, it's really funny that some people listening to the show right now. Are going Mike Van Who? Mr. Bunk Who? Yeah. <laughs> and I just go yeah. my head and just go, oh God, what's wrong? Mr. Bunghole, huh? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bunghole? Well, I, I do have one question. And, and of course, um, the recorded version I'm doing right now, just in case this one doesn't turn out well, of course, I botched that one. So for people who are listening, suffer through the first three minutes of me shuffling around trying to get things together. I didn't have a chance to do my opening. And I know Mike will appreciate this, and I think Aaron, you'll appreciate this too. So this is my late opening, and then I have one final question for you guys. Just bear with me one second here. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, and and this see, is recorded section just in case. See, it messed up also. I cannot believe it. <laughs> That's tremendous. So let me try one more thing here. This is live, folks. This is live. Motherfucker. Okay, hold on. Let's try this. All right, fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah, do it All live. All right, we'll do it live. Fuck it. Try this one. Three, two, one.
All right, that's something I wanted to play along in the beginning, but that got messed up. So had you know, I had to get my shit in. Um, so final question for you guys as we bring this to a close. Each one of us, give us a good memory about us. And what I mean by that is a good memory of Mike. Um, <laughs> Aaron, bear with me, please, as I try to formulate this. Um, Mike, at the time, had a tape recorder. And for you youngsters out there, look it up. <laughs> yeah. Mike will come into work later on in the morning. Myself, Evan, and Tosh would open in a theater. And to set the scene, the movie theater is empty. We're all getting everything prepped to open up and everything. You know, um, you know, Christine and, and Ann Leverton are in the booth doing their thing. And we're all prepping popcorn and whatnot. I look up in a movie setting. I look up. The doors open. This bright, shining light comes in. And here comes Mike blaring in his tape recorder, Sexy Boy by Shawn Michaels with his hand in the <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, guilty. <laughs> and that's one of the main. That's one of my best memories of you, because Mike didn't give two shits about anything. He walked in, pissed in the air, blaring Shawn Michael "Sexy Boy" throughout the whole entire movie theater as he's getting ready to clock in and work. So, oh, it was amazing. But please, Aaron, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, um, man! Oh god, uh, so much of it on it wasn't legal. Uh, let me think. <laughs> Statute limitations. Oh shit! Um, I mean, I have. Uh, I guess one of one of my favorite memories was. Getting to go on Faith No More's tour bus and interview Dean uh, Dean Menta, their guitarist at the time, for them, and then later, uh, and I just remember being absolutely mortified because they're one of my favorite bands, of course, and just sitting there and watching Melkor work and, and just wondering how in the hell he was able to even get his mouth open to interview the dude because I'm sitting there like. The whole time, and it's running through my head. I'm I'm sitting on Faith No More's tour bus, and I'm looking at their I'm looking at their their you know TV and their and their Sega Genesis and wherever the hell it was they were playing, and and Mike Patton sleeps over there. And what the fuck, man? I was just mortified. I could barely I could barely move, and he's sitting there shooting the shit like it's nothing, and everything's cool, and asking him all these questions. And I'm, I just every time watching Mokor work was just like. The same thing when we interviewed Anthrax or any of the dudes that we've ever interviewed. I was just always, every time watching him work was fun. And some of the shit that he would pull to get us backstage, um, every time was amazing. I mean, all those times that we've ever, every time we've done that has always been fun. I'm sorry I couldn't give something more funny, but like I said, a lot of the shit we did was, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I don't hold it against you. I don't hold it against you. Yeah, if we could limit this to stuff that won't put us in jail, that would be, yeah. Um. <laughs> and, uh, and and wrap it up, Mike, what you got? We probably should have had that condition in place. Um, I don't know if I have, God, trying to think of one, like, of all of us in the same place. 
Well, it doesn't have to be all of us. I mean, it could be a good memory with, with Aaron, a good memory with me, or all three of us. Being okay. Just something that sticks out. I know one of my favorites with Aaron, he was, you know, talking about watching me work, but having, um, particularly when we went and saw Anthrax and went and knowing, like, again, my favorite metal band ever. And here we're talking to their singer, John Bush at the time, who, sorry, I prefer John Bush over Belladonna. Same. Bring your torches and, <laughs> bring your torches and pitchforks, motherfuckers. Deal with it. But, um, but yeah, we, you know, just having him there for that and just knowing how much we both love that band and talking about it afterward. I just, I, I think we stopped talking just in time for that concert to actually happen. Like a few yeah. hours after we had talked to him. Um, Adrian's, I think, um, oh, Lord. I think it was the movie theater. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a movie theater. Um, oh, God, what was that girl? I'm, I'm at, it sounds like I'm having a hard time coming up in the memory. It's not the memory that's a problem. It's, a, it's, it's your interactions with that. It's the girl's name that I can't think of. Um, was it, uh, Christine? Was it Anne? No, 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 no. It was none of, no, none of the managers, none of those. It was, she was one of the people that worked with us. Um, how do I put this nicely? She was rather Forrest Gump-like. Um, blonde hair. <laughs> Amy Jo Smith. Glasses, thank you. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, your 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 interactions with her and just sitting there and like I'm I'm sitting there watching your act watching your interactions with her and trying not to die laughing like right in front of her face, which I know sounds awful, which sorry. It it was a thing that happened, but God, that was fun. That was yeah, I was stumbling because I could not think of her and I could picture her face. And you talking to her just almost still cracks me up now. But yeah, that's that was just the first one that came to head. Just and just your just stoicism in the face of just the most stoic smartass I think I've ever met to this day. Definitely. It's one of the reasons see, it's one of the things with, you're so great yeah. at and one of the reasons I love you. So. People don't know you're fucking with them until, unless they know you. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's awesome. That's hard to pull and if off. They do, and if they do, those of us that do know you are going to just pop a thing of popcorn, sit back, and just watch <laughs> the total and complete deconstruction happen. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Well... You know, oh, good Lord. Um, this has been a very entertaining show. And I would like to do this again with a different topic. Um, I'm putting it out there right now. I was, um, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, we need to find an excuse to do this again. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So this will be the excuse. The next show we put together, all three of us, we're going to, the show title is going to be called The Old Days. And nice. oh, God. we're going to talk about memories. We're going to talk about situations, scenarios. You're going to make old men remember stuff? Absolutely. <laughs> as, as, as I always said. Nah, that's going to be like an hour and a half of, uh, <laughs> damn, what was his name? Uh, oh, shit. 
Oh, you know, that fat guy. We're going to sound like Beavis and Butthead for like 90 minutes. This ought to be fun. Uh, no, I, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed um, because as my life gets shorter, my memory gets longer. And I remember a lot of things. So I'll be bringing up a lot of names, a lot of places. And, yeah, we're definitely going to make definitely make it very entertaining, probably upset some people, probably gross out some people, probably offend <laughs> people. Because, you know, this was a different time, a different generation. So we can say a lot of things that would offend most of the snowflakes nowadays. So, yeah. Just nothing that will land anyone in jail, please. No statute, <laughs> statute of limitations. Um, yeah. yeah. Or at least, yeah, hit that statute of limitations. If we can put that in place, I got all kinds of memories to come up with. <laughs> um, so, so I don't think any of us need to be carted off. That's all I have. So. Um, as uh, the great, late great, I don't know if he's dead or not, but the great Chad Van Ostal once said, fuck them if they can't take a joke. Right. Oh my God, I miss Chad. <laughs> um, but to to get in contact with us, um, start with you, Aaron. Um, if you want any kind of feedback from anything, if you feel comfortable, where can people reach you at? Oh, um, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really have a lot of public um, social media to hit me up at. Um, you can look me up on Last FM, Last Last FM, Grimless, G R I M M L E S S. Cool. I mean, like, do you have a show, or or, or what do you do on? There? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I don't have a show or anything cool like that. No, that's just that's my that's where I uh, track the music I listen to. It's kind of a little bit of a social media thing. That's the only thing I really I don't have a show or anything good like that. Plug. Well, I mean, we may have to change that in the future. Um, Mike, <laughs> where, can, where can people reach you? Uh, with me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in contact with um, or, or look into your social media stuff, I mean, if, if you feel comfortable, you know, giving it out if you wish. Sure. I mean, it's, you know, I search for my name on Facebook. It's Michael Melcourt. Um at mbelcor on Twitter, michael.melcor on Instagram. Um, how do you know it's me? Look for the wine bottle in the profile picture. That junk ain't ever going to change. It's there for a reason. But, yeah, if you, yeah, look for those, search me on those, hit me up. Um, melcor.media on Instagram and melcor.media on Twitter for more of the public-facing business side stuff that I hardly ever get to do because I'm so damn busy with everything else. But if you feel like taking a look, I ain't going to stop. You'd be my guest. <laughs> uh, and, of course, you can find me uh, on walkeracy76.podbean.com. That's walkerac76.podbean.com. And, of course, I'm on multiple platforms, whether it be Spotify, whether it be uh uh, excuse me, I had a brain fart, whether it be Spotify, whether it be Stitcher, whether it be uh, Apple Podcast, I'm all over the place, thank God. Um, you can just search under the Walker AC Experience. And if you feel like buying any merchandise with my show, go to cafepress.com slash W-A-C-E. That's cafepress.com uh, forward slash um, WACE. I have t-shirts. I have merchandise, actually, Mike. It's scary. Um, <laughs> Hot damn. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, link will be in the description of all that fun stuff. Once again, guys, I thank you for, for doing this hour, an hour plus show with me. Um, it's been tremendous and we're going to do this again sometime again soon. And 